Hello. We are surrounded by artifacts of the everyday. All around us, books and electronics and all the niggling little things we use to keep our minds occupied are heaped, and outside whatever place we call home, the clutter is even worse. When I'm on the highway, I see signs and billboards spattered with color. When I'm on the streets, every shop seems to want to attain more spiraling heights of attention-grabbing glory than the next. We have possessions heaped around us, and outside ourselves there is always another billboard, another advertisement to bring something else spiraling in. It's so easy to acquire things, and that in itself, it's not a bad thing. For some, it's not so easy. For some, finding food, finding water is a struggle much more arduous than simply trekking to the store and deciding between pasta brands. We all know this, or at least I hope we do, so I won't harp on it for too long, but we are so, so lucky if we have this bounty of everything all around us. Not only food, not only the essentials of survival, but information, stimulation. There are so many things to do, to see, to accomplish, that it would be a shame to lack that flow of constant opportunity. It helps us to grow and to realize just what we're capable of. But this stimulation, this constant availability, this constant reaching for something new, for something to open up our horizons, it has a flip side. I know that's so cliched, isn't it? Technology is a flip side. Technology is rotting our brains. Technology is not the way to go. Stay away, stay away. We've heard it all so much that it has begun to lose its potency. We dismiss it as just another niggling ploy to gain our attention among the wealth of things already out there. Yet it does have a grain of truth in it. I think that almost everything that those with an aversion to technology say is true. But I also think that technology is a good side, and that many of its less than desirable qualities can be boiled away if we all do one simple thing. It isn't that difficult, I swear. It might take a bit of getting used to. It might not be the most entertaining thing when we all want to do more, be more, see more. And that desire, that desire in itself, it's a good thing, but it can run rampant. And yes, that desire does have a flip side. But going back to what we need to do, we all need to filter what goes into our minds. Gluttony is a classic. One of the seven deadly sins, a way to drown sorrow and spite others, and familiar to any writer as an easy way to shape a character. Yet gluttony is not just the consumption of food, the drowning of sorrows in wine, the need for fine clothes and finer gold. Gluttony is as much a disease of the spirit as it is of the body. In our society today, it can be argued that we are gluttons of food, of drink, of material products, and indeed we are, and then some. 
But what I believe is the most prevalent, greedy bit of ourselves is not a yen for the finer physical things around us, oh no. We are gluttons of information. Because we have this constant availability, this constant stream of other people's lives and other people's discoveries barraging us, it is so easy to let ourselves be consumed by it all, to try and see everything, do everything, know everything. Traits that, if you believe in this sort of thing, are usually ascribed only to gods. And this stream of information, it can be a good thing, it really can, but only if we make it so, not by thinking, as dear Hamlet might presume, but by our actions. We are always consuming, always looking for the next big thing, oftentimes without really even noticing we're doing it. When we're on the highway, driving, a time that could be a perfect opportunity for quiet contemplation, for a meditation of sorts, we are attacked by countless posters from slavering companies, cutthroat, vicious to the last about implanting their message in your head. Sometimes you might not even realize it. I find myself knowing about a product which I've never come into contact with in my life, as I pass another billboard, I realize that no, I'm not clairvoyant. I'm just processing what I see and reflecting it back into my mind. The internet, billboards, the things all around us, all are pumping information into us constantly. And when we have this much information at our fingertips, and when so much of it is absorbed unconsciously and involuntarily, it's so easy to make this a gift, knowledge and a currency that has lost its value a long time ago. We are surrounded by ways to access worthy information, ideas that can shape ourselves and the world around us, think TED Talks, interesting articles, and, yes, even podcasts. But oftentimes we are so exhausted by the involuntary information we process every day that we just don't have the energy, the inclination, to seek these truly fulfilling things out. We've learned enough today, we might think. We don't need to seek out anything else. But what have we learned, truly, about the Great New Deal for a vacuum cleaner? That pizza from that one chain is really worth your time consuming? Time spent absorbing, time spent serving the internet, being shunted from internet page to internet page, does not a good day of learning make. And so we are gluttons. We see so much, do so much, yet we really learn little, either because we're too exhausted by the information we constantly process, or because when we do find something worthwhile, something that can teach us, we only spend minutes, seconds, moments on it, before the tide of gluttonous information sweeps us all away again to another port. Because gluttony really is horrid. It drives away all truth, all light, all worthwhile things, and only lets in the worst bits of life, valuing quantity over quality. It's so easy to slip into, so easy to succumb to, but then it takes more than it can ever give, as in our poem for today, Leonidas of Tarentum's 18th epigram. These gifts, a man, called Dorius the Smelly, 
to gluttony and swilling dedicated large kettles from Larissa with round bellies and clay pots a flesh hook well bent brass plated soup stirring ladle grating knife for cheese and wide mouth drinking cup but now that you've received bad things from a bad giver please please don't have her temperance or self-restraint to prove. This man has given all he has to gluttony and wants to cast aside self-restraint, temperance. Yet the same can apply to us. In our age of information, we give all we can to technology, to advertisements, to the vagaries of daily life that constantly pump information through our veins, Yet oftentimes we do not want to experience true information, true learning, because it's more difficult, because we're tired, because there are a thousand other things we need to look up and just don't have time for. This may be a hard road to walk, one where we need to find meaning, where we need to find things that can really teach us but it is the one we have made for ourselves by creating this technology, by allowing it to consume our lives. And it's our responsibility to it's our responsibility to ensure that this thing that is in all our lives, that is our lives, has meaning. We must do this. We must step away from the ceaseless gluttony of information and process what we can learn from. What can help us grow? Because there's so much out there that is good, but there's also so much out there that is wasteful, useless, gluttonous. And this brings us back to a task that I assigned you at the very beginning of this podcast. Filter what goes into your mind. It is impossible to feed off of only the good, only the useful, but surely we can find a way to eliminate some of the useless chatter that our minds are subject to each day. Surely we can find a way to eliminate Leonidas's gluttony. When you're on the highway, try not to look at the billboards. Observe the road, the forest, the city around you, or just reflect on what you see instead of constantly reaching for more sights, experiences. If you find an article, a podcast, a video of worth, read it, listen to it, watch it all the way through instead of skipping around. Absorb it in full. Find its essence. Don't just hop on to something else when you're done. Reflect on it. Pick out what made you love it, what made you tick, how it fits into the greater web of glorious, useful, growth-inducing information all around. If you need to set a timer, five minutes, ten, and say that's how long you need to reflect, but it will get easier as you go on. It will become second nature. And maybe then, when you find that stillness, that silence, that respite from the constant flow of information, to focus on something that really matters, peace, enlightenment, understanding, and true appreciation of how so very lucky we are to have this access 
to this information. Maybe that will follow. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Contact me at explore.silence.podcast at gmail.com And please, if you feel this twice-monthly podcast made a modicum of difference in your mind for a fraction of a second, share it with someone. A friend. A neighbor. A stranger passing by. Anyone is fair game. Thank you.